Not again. What's about to happen? Are you gonna about to drop it? So what's been happening in the sports world, bro? How, how are the waves crashing, bro? Because this weekend, we had an entertaining weekend in the sense that there was a lot of interesting things happening this weekend. One being the boxing matches. What do you think of the boxing matches that occurred this weekend? Um, we had... The one the first that I saw was Uriah Hall. He was fighting Le'Veon Bell. I was, I was kind of, he, he was let go he by the, the UFC or did his contract expire? I think he was something like re, re, uh, retired slash expi- expired expired type of uh, thing. Ah, okay. Because like I was, was kind of surprised to see him in that card and I was like, wait, what? I was like, what is Uriah Hall doing here? Yeah, it was interesting to see him in that card. Uh, but he fought Le'Veon Bell, which is a guy that's not really experienced in fighting. So, um... He did call out Jake Paul at the end he, of his fight. He's a former NFL player, isn't he? Le'Veon Bell, yeah. yeah. He played for the... Who for the... For who's Bayern? He started with his, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. And then he played with the Jets too, right? Played with the Jets. And then he went... I don't know. He flopped after that. Interesting. Interesting. So he's trying boxing then to see what yeah, happens. Yeah, Gotcha. So we had that fight going on. I know Lomachenko fought as well. And he... he he won his his uh, his return fight. But that was a whole different card. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Yeah, I'm just kind of talking about all the. Okay, no, I just wanted happened. a clarification. Yeah, that a whole was different I believe card. on on um on top rank ESPN. Mm, okay. While this other promotion that we're talking about with Le'Veon Bell and the celebrity boxing was more on Showtime. Okay. Um, and then uh, I know later on in the fight, I think the co-main event was like a, it was like an 18 year old versus a 36 year old. Um, they're making a big deal about that as well. Um, I don't know if you. you Why saw that did fight. the eighteen-year-old win? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. And then you're just they're talking about how he's gonna be like a big, uh, a good boxer be, going yeah. forward and whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh, they showing promise basically. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure people that were that are listening to this know that we're talking about the Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight, uh, and uh, that that came through this weekend news in Arizona, and um, the first couple rounds was. Pretty mediocre, I mean. It was Anderson just kind of evading him as much as possible to just kind of read him out and whatnot. And and um, and then you could also, like, see him, him and his MMA side. Like, there was a few times where you could see, like, his MMA, just because he's been fighting in that style for a very long time, that it was coming out. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and then I think that's something that I saw, too, in Jake Paul. Like, he's calling out... Canelo, and I think, like, there's a lot of things that this guy would expose him on. Um, but at the same time, didn't Canelo fight someone that was more of a heavier weight and he lost? Yes, but it was also an experienced fighter that was the champion at that weight, you know? And then this guy, Jake Paul, is still... I think I did, I have heard that they want to give him a ranking mm-hmm. in the boxing community. I'm pretty not sure it's not going to be, like, exuberantly high ranking, but it's going to be something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, next he said also Nate Diaz... So um, those are the possibilities there, man. But uh, I think the Nate Diaz one would be entertaining in the sense that you get a lot of, like, of the... Of the of I the, think there's more possibility of the, of the Nate Diaz happening than the possibility of the Canelo one Wait, happening. Wait, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I don't think that happens at all. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, let's not say never. It's a possibility that it can happen. I just think it's a greater possibility that the Nate one is more likely to happen. Yeah, exactly. That's very, mm-hmm. very true. And I think it's something we're gonna see definitely in 2023, maybe before the by the time the summer hits. Like I think that's the when we'll see that that fight kind of come come to play. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what we saw there. 
Um, there was also this other fight where it was a uh, a guy that was uh, this Mexican fighter. I think it was two Mexican fighters, if I'm not mistaken. But um, that one was a pretty good fight, and I heard that it was a rematch. It was um, it was some bantamweight Alexandro Santiago versus Antonio Nieves. I don't know if you saw those fights. No, I only watched. Uh, to be honest, the last fight, you know, the Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva, and I only watched that because I was like, all right, let's just see what happens. Ashton Sylvie is the 18 year old, by the way. Mm, Did okay, you see that, that was one? the call main. No, I didn't see. Okay, that. yeah. So he was he was fighting. Um, he was only 18 years old, and I think he was fighting a guy that was twice his year, twice his. Um, but he said 36. 36, yeah. So twice yeah. the his age and whatnot. Um, and yeah, so I, I think when it comes to those kind of fights, um, Kenzo said that one time. It's a distraction, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but I did see that also Jake Paul got paid out like 1.5 million for that one mm-hmm. plus 65% of the pay-per-views and then you have Anderson Silva only getting 500,000 and 35% of the pay-per-views I believe it was. And when I see those numbers and those splits especially the payout for like for the fight like for the 500k which is the 1.5 million k or 1.5 million is that um Jake Paul's talking about oh pay fighters more this and that and I'm like bro if we really look back at some point, I'm pretty sure uh, Anderson Silva in his heyday was making that amount that amount of money mm-hmm. for for when he was a champion in the UFC. I'm pretty sure he was hitting the 500k mark. You know what I mean? Somewhere around there, because he was a long reigning champion, bro. You know, and he was a draw and all these things, and and so I I'm pretty sure. So I'm, I see that and I'm like, bro, you can't. Well, that that's the truth. I mean, champions are the ones that get paid because they're the ones moving the needle and they're mm-hmm. the ones, you know. Uh, displaying their abilities. Yeah, he and fought. He fought like the topest, the top guys in the in the in the UFC, bro. Like he fought Shell Sonnen. He fought Vitel Belfort. He fought um, who was that one dude? He fought. He even fought Nick Diaz, bro. Even though that was like an anticlimactic fight, he fought all these guys. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, when I see things like that, I'm like, man, are you really trying to pay fighters more? Because you could have thrown him a bag. In my opinion, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like they put It could have each I think Jake Paul could have At some point got a little more And he could have Anderson Silva could have Also got a, at least a million bro But um Nate Diaz is, can't, is Has to see way more money than that bro Yeah You know Well he's already seen the 500k So it's like Yeah like Nate Diaz sure. has Since he fought Connor bro He saw millions most likely mm-hmm. bro Like at least a million bro Yeah In those two fights that he fought Like he probably saw a million each time Especially after he beat him mm-hmm. Like without a doubt um, but yeah, those are, that's something that. So I then the conversation fight. is all right. Like, does this solidify now Jake Paul more of a boxer now that he's you know fought another MMA guy and you know former champion at that, and a guy who just fought you know the child of a boxing legend as well. Yeah. Does this you know solidify Jake even more, or what do you mean we're the son still? Of a boxing legend? Uh, I'm just saying, does this solidify him as a boxer now? Or are we still saying, nah, he needs to fight a real boxer? Well, it's because you said boxing legend, and I'm like... No, no, I'm talking about uh, Anderson Silva fought the son of a boxing legend. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he defeated him? No, I don't think... I don't think... I think think, um, Jake Paul fights... I don't even want to say against that specific person. Mm -hmm. Um... But I I feel like even that would give him more of a garnish that yeah he he fought someone that's actually a boxer because Julio Cesar Chavez is a boxer more than mm-hmm. than than you know any of the guys that he's fought. 
So um, I wouldn't say that would something like that would be something to, or even him beating Anderson Silva gives him that credit. It's like, bro, you feel at the end of the day, you knock down a forty-seven year old man in the eighth round. Yeah, you know what I mean. To me, that's not. And impressive. also, Anderson Silva was dodging most of his stuff. Yeah, I mean, he did connect a few times, but um, the other thing that was interesting to me is, uh, you know, the how. Jake was stacking up the points because he was doing like a lot of little hits here and there and it's just stacking up the points where Anderson Silver wasn't active as much through the yeah, whole fight. Yeah, and I, and I see a lot of things that other boxers would capitalize easily on Jake. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like he's not fighting those type of those type of people for the most part because I feel like he, he, he get exposed. Because I see a lot of punches that he throws that sometimes he's able to really land good Combos, but there's most of the time he likes like, to load a lot. He loads a lot, bro, mm-hmm. and he he tries to look for that knockout. And and that's just one thing I don't like about boxing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes, I mean, especially not. I want to say it's about all boxing, but especially this Jake Paul boxing. Okay, you know what I mean. He's definitely lunging for fight for things that it's like. Even Anderson Silva back in the day would have made him pay for it, but he doesn't have his legs. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have the speed anymore. What, what yeah. It was funny, well, but like, even even as a forty-seven-year-old, he was dodging a lot of things, a lot, a lot of loading punches. Like he was getting out of the way, even though Jake did. Connect. And there was a point in the early rounds where he used um, he used he put he like brought up his leg. Yeah, and it threw Jake off, and it was funny. Yeah. But he did it as a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the most part. I'm, su- I'm surprised that they didn't, like, stop it or try to disqualify him yeah. or whatever for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, besides that, we also had uh, the Houston Cheaters tie up the series 1-1. Um, They're I, playing tonight against the Phillies. They got moved. It got moved yesterday, and I think it was because, I don't know if it's something weather-related going on, mm. but it got moved to, 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 uh, it got moved to tomorrow, by bad. Oh, But okay. they tied it yesterday or Saturday, I believe, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, when when I when I saw I saw something on Twitter where um there was this picture where he had like underneath his glove he had some kind of like substance that he was he like you get straight see he rubs it on his fingers and then he starts rubbing the ball with it. The pitcher? Yeah. For the Houston Rocket? So that means Houston Astros? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I was like, yo, that's fucking sus, bro. Like what's going on there? Mm. You know? It, could it be that that thing that they were talking about earlier, I think or last year? Where they were talking about that, like, gummy substance or whatever. Something like that. That's it looked sticky. Like it. Yeah, it looked, mm. looked like that. And it was like, what's going on there, you know? They, the mud is what they call it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mud, not that. even a mud. It's more like a wax almost. I don't know what it is, bro. But mm. it's some substance that 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 shouldn't be on there. Gotcha. It makes the ball spin in a different way. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens with that series. But they were able to tie it up. And I think they're going to Houston now because they're in Philly at first. Uh, or vice versa. Uh, NFL Week 8, we saw the Broncos go to London. And they I'm going to just say this. They were um, going to save their season in there. Maury was happy to talk to me on the day the Broncos played because on that day I did not trash talk like I usually do. I did not instigate him in any shape, way, or form. I literally went up to him and told him, the Broncos will win today. And then the Broncos won. And they were losing at that moment when I said that, by the way. Yeah, so and then they won. When they when they won, did you say, "This was verga, papa"? <laughs> yeah, Mario was happy. He's like, "Man, it's a good Sunday." What happened with the Saints, though, Byron? Honestly, they were winning. I, what was? Did I, they... didn't, I didn't watch the game. I was okay. at church as well. But um, when I when I did pull out my phone and I saw the score, it was twenty four to zero in the third quarter. So 
That was the final score. I saw the highlights. Um, we're actually, we played really good, man. Mm, okay, Even okay. though we still have a couple of key players that are out, but, you know, they still kept the ball rolling. The good thing is that in that division, that um, the teams are not that great, so it's up in the air still. So next week we got, we're actually playing on Monday during the podcast, so it's next Monday. We got the Ravens next. So how good did it feel to beat the Raiders, you know? I felt, honestly, I was... Especially since there's a lot of Raider fans in LA. I'm pretty sure you probably even know some. I'm one myself. I'm just playing. (laughs) um, It was good, man. It was good. Yeah, you get the opportunity to trash talk. Did you you trash talk to any of them or no? I have a friend who's a Raiders fan, but... um, about it, you know, he doesn't. He's not really a big NFL follower like that. Uh, gotcha. I just know that also the Rams are cursed right now. They cannot beat the 49ers for their lives. Ah, they have yeah, never been it. able to beat them. They got destroyed by them this weekend. So, um, the Rams are gonna. Be I, I, I heard a Rams fan today, uh, at work say that he wants to burn his hat because of how bad they are. I started laughing when I heard that, bro. I understand that. I was though. like, damn, bro. I was like, that's your team. You gotta stick with them, bro. Like, keep wearing the hat pl- proudly, bro. Yeah, the Bro, I, I showed up. I mean, and I know we're probably going to talk about them later on, but, like, I showed up in Laker gear on Sunday, bro, when they were 0-5, bro. I still showed up with my sweater, bro. I still support them. <laughs> yeah. They were down bad like that, bro. That's why I'm like, nah, bro, don't burn your hat. Keep wearing your Rams hat proudly, bro. Like, they're bad. Who cares, bro? You're still a fan. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it was a uh, yeah. Besides that, it was a pretty interesting week in football. I mean, the Raiders the Raiders didn't just lose; they just got they got shut out. So I think that's all right. So what do you think? Bro, some bro, shit bro. Talk. What's going on with the Buccaneers, Byron? But before we talk about the Buccaneers, Buccaneers, <clears throat> that foot Devontae Adams only had three yards in that game for one reception. Raiders. Damn, that was sad. Bad. But yeah, but what's going on with the Buccaneers, man? Honestly, I think well, it's just got a divorce, bro. Yeah, it's man, affecting think, him, bro. Okay. That's, that's Did you guys hear at the top? He doesn't know how to channel his inner Kobe, bro. Did you guys hear the conspiracy of like because his wife is a witch? Because he did say that during like that getting that shave for Gillette, where he said his wife was a witch and that she made him do all these rituals and have crystals and all this stuff. Do you think that there's a conspiracy going out there that supposedly because of that? His wife is no longer doing those rituals for him, so that's why he no longer has the juju that he needed well, in order to, to win. Uh, Do you curse? think that that's why he's down bad now? It's possible. Uh, it's just a conspiracy, bro. It's possible, what, do you got, what do y'all think? I don't know, bro. Once you start messing with anything like that, bro, you're, you're, you've opened yourself up to a lot of... It's funny it's on... It's Halloween, but yeah, you open yourself up to a lot of other mm. stuff to happen, you know what I'm saying? So it could be bad juju then. Could be, bro. Could be. Do you think he retires again after this? Oh, for sure. He's going into he's going into broadcasting. He's probably having the worst season that he's had. I think he should have just left it high. He he went out with the high last year. And then this year it's kinda like Nah, he went out with a high when he landed when he won his last Super Bowl, fruit. Yeah, but last year at least it wasn't this bad. You know, like, he retired last year, and it was like, all right, cool, you retired. I feel like he got greedy, bro. He won his, a lot of but like, already. He could have already just walked out to Sunset. But, like, right now, like, this is kind of makes the end of his career really bad, you know? 
And another quarterback that's doing bad in his team is the Packers, who just lost Bills. four games in a row against. Aaron Rodgers is doing that bad, bro. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Can't no receivers. Broncos, yeah, there's no receivers. Nope. And that's because he didn't go to the Broncos. He lost his yep. best receiver. Would you take Aaron Rodgers over Russell Wilson right now? Mr. Wilson. Yes. Interesting. Why is that? Because at the end of the day, when we're talking about, like, throwing the ball, way better. Aaron Rodgers is better at throwing the ball than Russell Wilson? Way better. And do you think that, the, that like, that pocket would actually still be well, able right to hold right now, up? he doesn't have receivers, bro. If he would have came here, he would have had... He would have. I'm talking about, like, the team currently right now, the yeah, Broncos the have... the Broncos have receivers that he could throw to. Yes, he has receivers, but the st- that deep, pocket doesn't the, give him enough time. Especially the deep ball, though. But Aaron Rodgers also can move around, though. All right, no, so I, honestly, I don't know. I'm just getting you guys' opinions. You guys are watching your teams. So honestly, just... the Packers, the, the Packers, they're also missing the Packers. They need to improve their O line too. So oh, they been, have a bad bro, pocket as been, well. Yeah, he's been getting hit. He's been getting sacked. Well, it's one like I feel like it's your pocket is bit is a big one, but it's also what who yeah, you're throwing to. to. Yeah, you don't have anybody no to fucking throw to, then it's even harder. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, we have we have a, a Jerry Judy likes to go down the field. And then you also have we also have a Corlin Sutton that that he's more of the of the other type of um wide receiver, he's more shifty with it, whatnot. So you, you would have had that, he would have been straight. And even our tight end isn't that bad. You know Speaking I mean? of Judy, I heard there's rumors he might get traded. Nah, they've been saying that, but they're not gonna do it. Same thing with Camara. It's not worth it. Right so now, if right way now, too early. Judy's like only just hypothetical. Year, I don't even think it would happen, but just hypothetical. If right now they could trade Russell Wilson to the Packers and then Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos, you would be like, yes, take it. Not all the way. No? Nah? Because, nah, because the way that team is currently constructed, you know, so like I'd rather just finish out the season with Russell Wilson mm. and, and draft a, a, a better O-line mm-hmm. and get some, some veterans that will complement that. Mm. But just just saying, like, the Russell Wilson didn't work, no, nah, I don't think it's that yet. Oh, okay. You know? I'm just asking just because you said you you would you would have preferred. I would have preferred it if yeah. before the season and everything happened, yes, I would have. Oh, okay, gotcha, Because gotcha. that was on the table as well, but he, just, he got more money with the Packers, so. But, yeah, you know, that's that's what's going on there with the, with the, with the NFL. Are the Bills still doing good? Yeah, they, they beat, the, beat Packers. the Packers last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, by like thirteen or seventeen, by ten. Something. By ten, it was they're the team that might win the Super Bowl, huh? It's starting to kind of look like he's gonna go go know, against bro. against the Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. So it's Mahomes and the Bills again, and they think the would Chiefs, they meet at the end the or, or they meet week. they meet before that? The basically the semi, the semi, right? Yeah, it depends okay. how it's lined up, though. Mm. Okay, okay, true that too. Because there's only one, um, there's only one person that gets a bye week now. Because there's an extra um, seating. Yeah, I don't think the Chiefs lose their bye week this week, I believe. Chiefers. And then next week they come back and I think they play the uh, the Titans. The Broncos have a bye week next week. Bro, then the Cowboys improved to 6-2. and The Giants uh, lost. Do you think the the Giants can go? I mean, the Eagles are perfect. I mean, the Cowboys, bro, I mean, every year they believe. So I'm just wondering, bro. The Eagles are 7-0 right now. Uh, I'll say no because they usually choke. So Pres- Prescott is not doing well with them right now? He's injured or? still. I think he just actually came back last week. Came back? Came back? I think I'm not sure. Well, this past, yesterday. Mm. Okay, okay. Damn, Beagle's about to be 8-0, bro. They play the Texans next. 
Imagine the Texans win. The Bengals are doing bad too. They're getting shut out right now. Even though last year they made it to the final. Mm, right now, overall, I think they're they're five hundred. I think. Yeah, overall. Because they they're bad. Yeah, they're four and four. Yeah, they're bad. Nice. The Ravens are a sleeper team, though, bro. Bro, that's the team we have next. The Ravens are a sleeper team. Mm. We don't beat that. They're ass. gritty, bro. Okay. Okay. I don't know, bro. I don't know if you guys will be able to contain Lamar Jackson. Uh, That's gonna be a good game to go watch it here on the on the podcast. Uh, Leave it with you. Leave it with you. Um. So yeah, sir. That's uh, what we have in the NFL week. What else? What else is crashing down? What's up coming in the UFC, man? Well, we had Arnold Allen fight this weekend. He he fought up against Calvin Cater, Mm -hmm. and um, there was a point where Calvin Cater like kind of jumped up, hopped back, and he fell kind of weird on on on, I think it was his left leg, one Mm -hmm. of his legs. I don't want to be mistaken, but. Look like he messed up his knee. Mm. He was able to finish off the round. He came back and then he got like kicked in that like area. Immediately went down. Mm. Fight was called. And Medical then, stoppage. Um, I mean, he got kicked and he fell to the floor, so it's a TKO. Mm, okay, straight up TKO. So I, I, I think we're at the point right now where Arnold Allen is. He's a. Uh, he's from. He's a UK fighter. Mm-hmm. So I think he's gonna. He's at the point right now. He's gonna be the number one contender for the featherweight title. Um, when Volkanovski decides to finally come back from his uh, lightweight hiatus, mm. um, or his hiatus to go fight in lightweight against Islam in, in yeah. February, and well, they're both trying to become Earth. double champs. Yeah. Well, not Islam exactly. Only, mm. only um, Volkanovski. Yeah. Cause, okay. Cause so if Volk wins it, he takes Islam's belt. But if Islam wins it, Volk loses nothing. Yeah, because he, he he gotcha. Yeah, because I mean, he'll probably lose his pound for pound number one. Because he's pound for pound number one right now. Volkanovski. Mm-hmm. And Islam, I believe, is number two. Mm. So, so it's like, is that just a title, a ranking? or It's just a ranking. It's just like, it's just a ranking that the UFC makes up in a sense, you know? Of um, what they believe, like, is the number one contender. Number, yeah, and Kamar okay. Usman was that for a long time until he got knocked into oblivion. Mm. And um, Volkanovski is now that pound for pound number one. And then, so if Islam wins, you could... He, you, he's be the Does he, he gets obtained He gets to obtain that, that, that yeah, title that ranking You can say okay. But um, He won't take the featherweight title Unless he decides Oh I'm gonna drop weight And go to 145 I think he's too big To go down yeah, no, to that probably weight. Go to 170 But yeah. I don't see him dropping down mm. um, So yeah That's what happened there With Arnold Allen um, We also had Chase Hooper Get knocked out Pretty fat Pretty bad um, And Chase Hooper Was a guy that he was having some interesting fights in the UFC, meaning that he would get beat up sometimes, but he would be able to grapple his way sometimes to get a, a submission victory and stuff like that. Um, we also saw Phil Hawes get he had, um, knocked out pretty pretty badly, too. He got that pre- three-piece. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Um, um, but besides that, we it sets us up um, for the next UFC fight night, uh, which is kind of one of those up-and-coming fighter ones that I think be, believe it be at the Apex. Um, but the week after that, we have UFC 281 in MSG with um, Pereira versus uh, Adesanya for the middleweight title. That's quick. That's going to be the, the third time they fight, the first time in the UFC, but the third time overall. First two times were in boxing over... Kickboxing. Uh, yeah, kickboxing over in mm-hmm. Japan. And then um, after that, or for the Komei, not the Komei, yeah, the Komei is going to be Rose Namajunas versus um, Zeng Wai Lee. Mm. Oh, no, no, my bad, my bad, my bad. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I completely butchered that. It's going to be Zhang Wai Li, but 
It's going to be the champion that beat Rose Namajunas. Oh, Carlos Sparza. Exactly. There you go. Thank you, mm-hmm. Manny. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, yeah. I think we keep up with the UFC here. Pretty much. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's going to be the coming event. And okay. for that, we're going to have an event. So I- Wei Li might get her belt back so then she can fight Rose? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, I've heard Rose... I heard something about her going up in weight until 125. So we might see Oh, her. so she might be done with that division? Yeah, we might see um, someone else, like a new contender fight at 115 for that strawweight title. Whoever mm. beats this person. Gotcha. Um, I have to look up exactly who that is. If she be. goes up, who did she got to fight Valentina? Yeah, she will, she'll probably be fighting someone like that. Damn, I don't see her taking Valentina out. Yeah. Yeah. Valentina's too complete, man. Yeah, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's that's what I've heard. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so besides that, um, in at UFC 281, we're also gonna have Dustin Poirier, Market Chandler, which I wanted it to be a five round event, but it's only gonna be three rounds, from what I understand. And we're also gonna see Frankie Edgar and uh, fight Chris Gutierrez in, at bantamweight in that fight. So it's legend, a uh, legend there fighting. Former lightweight uh, title holder, Frankie Edgar. And we'll also see Dan Hooker fight again. Uh, Can't see so, um, some dude named Claudio Pules. So okay. hopefully he gets he's, gets the back on the winning column. He's on a losing streak of two, correct? Yeah, I believe. Yeah. One of them against Islam, I believe. Yeah, Islam and then... Uh, no, was it Islam or Kamza? No, Islam. Islam? Oh, okay. I, and then the other one was the Chandler. I remember that. Yeah, he Dan Hooker lost to Chandler. Yeah, because he was winning that, before that. So he fought Arnold Allen, and he lo- got knocked out against Arnold Allen. Okay. At featherweight, he got submitted by Islam. He, he beat this one. Um, I believe he was a. Uh, I don't know if this guy was Turkish or something. Remember we saw it one time, but he was able to beat him by a decision. Okay. And then before that, he got knocked out by Chandler. Mm. He fought. He fought three times in 2021, and he he lost twice, won once. Okay, so and yeah. And then in 2020 is when we saw him uh, have his war with Dustin Poirier and um, the other war with Paul Felder. So he's on a three, three fight three. losing streak? Two, like you said. Okay, two. Okay. Yeah, two. So it would be, and that would be to Islam and to the guy that we just talked about, that one versus Calvin Cater, um, Arnold, Arnold, Arnold Allen. All right, let's hope he can come back in ranking, man, because yeah. he was highly ranked and then just dropped. Um, but in the prelims of that card, we also have um, this fighter at lightweight called Brad Rydell, which is a really good fighter we're fighting versus Renato Moicano. We've seen Moicano fight against uh, RDA that one time, Rafael Dos Anjos, and uh, we we're watching it at the shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be an exciting fight. We also have Dominic Reyes coming back, fighting Ryan Spann. Very uh, entertaining fight as well. Um, yeah, he's never been the same. Yeah. Let's see if Dominic can actually do something. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to... Um, this next fight, Molly McCann is going to be fighting um, versus Aaron Blatchfield. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see Patty the Batty uh, ringside there. Uh, oh, and then she's on a roll. Yeah, so hope Molly can get a, another victory there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's what we have there. I think he's supposed to fight in the last... In the UFC and the, in Vegas here at the end of the year. For December? Yeah, yeah. So that's mainly what's going on there at UFC 281. At MSG, um, but I gotta ask you, bro. After we saw what happened at in Dubai at UFC 280 with uh, Aljamain Sterling and TJ, and with Peter Yan and and Sugar Sugar Sean uh, Sugar Sean and um, who do you think should be next for um 
for Aljo? Do you think it should be Chito Vera? Do you think it should be Peter Yan? Uh, uh, not sorry, not Peter Yan, but um, Sugar Sean. Well, Peter um, Yan's already talking about leaving the UFC. Yeah, I mean, at least he's, he's, he's contemplating that because of what happened at Abu Dhabi, which has nothing to do with the UFC. He needs yeah. to shut the fuck up and just fight his way back. He, to he's upset shit. about losing that fight that way, and, and, and I think honestly, in a sense, Sugar Sean shouldn't rematch him because it would, in a sense, only hurt his progression at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he just took his ranking, so just kind of keep going with it. Yeah, but once you become the title holder, maybe. Um, but I think that right now. I mean, I I think Chito Chito mm-hmm. Vera deserves more of a title shot at the moment than I Sugar. Agree. However, it would be interesting, in my opinion, to see Chito against um, a Sugar again, just because of what happened the last time. It would be interesting to see that fight before a title fight. But yeah, and I think Sugar wants that to be his title for defense. Mm. Or his title fight Like I think that's what he wants Okay Because um, The other guy that's ranked number two Marab Marab um, He's Aljamain's uh, Training partner He said that he won't fight him um, Corey said he, he won't fight Cheetah or Sugar? He won't fight Aljamain because, Oh he won't fight Aljamain Okay Yeah cause they're They're, uh, they're best friends they're, Yeah they're best friends They're training partners Corey Sanhagen already lost to Aljamain Sterling. That seems weird to do honestly So I think it's I think right off bat I think it's Cheetah Vera The other person in play right now is Henry Cejudo who never lost his bantamweight title mm. um, he beat Dominic Cruz and then retired yeah. and I think that's a good fight too yeah I, like I mean but Al Jermaine already came out and said you know I'm not fighting till next year so yeah he said he's he said he's targeting June to fight yeah so if he he's if he's already he's taking a huge that's a huge hiatus I don't know how long he's gonna be training for and I think Henry should fight him. Or he, he came mean, out and said, Yeah, in, the, in that time, yeah, Henry can take a tune up fight just to get in, uh, you know, just to get back into progression. Who do you think that should be against? A tune up fight? Man, but see, that that's, there's not a lot, like, because he is, he is a former champion in a sense. It's kind of hard to just give him someone. Why don't, he should try uh, Algermain's, uh, the number two. I was you about just to told say, me. Marab. Yeah, that would be interesting because it would heat it up. Like if Cejudo I beat your beats training him, partner, bro. exactly. I beat your training partner. Who are you, bro? Like, yeah. like you trained with him and he was trash. Like I could see the banter, yeah, like happening if Cejudo I, and especially that Cejudo's good at trash talking. Yeah, I'm sure that it would be interesting to see that one. Yeah, yeah it's interesting in that aspect, bro. Because yeah, Aljamain Sterling wants to wait. All these guys are hungry. Sugar Sean just fought, so I don't think he should fight right now. Um, I for sure think that it's between Chito Vera going in there versus versus Marab or Henry Cejudo versus Marab, like we said, and then you know I think Hen- Henry versus versus Cejudo, I mean Marab and Cejudo makes sense a lot. Yeah, right now that we're thinking about it, and it's yeah. just you know just thinking about it, and I think it should be Chito um, versus uh, Sterling Sean or Sterling Sterling, yeah, for the title. Okay. Yeah, do that and then do what you, you know, how we're just like, you know, this is just us playing with it. Just us playing with it because then you could do like, if Chito becomes champion, you can do that fight of Sugar Sean versus him. And then, you know, that would be Sugar Sean's title shot. Yeah. And I also heard, for example, Henry, Henry also said that he wants to fight Sugar Sean and make that the interim title fight. 
Interesting. Which that would be a good one too. You make yeah. you make an interim title fight between those two. Um, that's interesting because Henry is short, bro. Like he, I think he's almost like Peter Jan's height. Yeah, so but I would Henry be like, has a fucking interesting style. Bro. Yeah, he I'm does. He that, has like, a very wide stance, very wide stance, and like, and then he has quick hands, and he he. I think he's better at grappling bro, or wrestling than wrestler, bro. Than he's um, literally Peter, an than Peter Jan. Yeah, I know he is. Like that guy for sure. Bro. Yeah, I, I think that. Henry Cejudo, he's the type of fighter that still. I'm sure a that lot he's gonna problems. be if if that were to happen. I'm sure he he's already looking at the tape of like Sugar Sean, and seeing like, all right, this is how Peter Jan took him down. All right, maybe I can improve on this and you know take him down this way. Like I'm, I'm sure they're gonna be looking at all that for bro. sure, bro. And and I think Henry's Henry's um, smart in calling out Sugar Sean and making an yeah. interim title fight. Well, Sugar, Sugar, I mean, uh, no, not hit Sugar. Uh, Sejudo has talked about how that division was going to close down if it wasn't for him. No, that was the flyweight division. We're talking oh. about bantamweight right now. Okay, bantamweight okay, okay. is like the one of the strongest divisions the UFC has. Oh, okay, okay, that's okay, how it's okay. like you know. The, but the flyweight division, which is Brandon Moreno, yeah, it's Brandon Moreno and Figueiredo. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. It's just I forget that who was double champ. That who was double champ. That was the that was the that was the fight where um, TJ got popped for um, for his EPO. Mm, okay, okay, okay. He went down in weight to one twenty five. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think that's gonna be the interesting one right there for for Henry and I think Sugar Sean or whatever like whatever all these scenarios we just kind of discussed, you know. Yeah, hypotheticals. Hypotheticals, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <sighs> it feels what would good. be interesting as a fan? It feels good though. Mm. To get that victory yesterday. Oh, Lakers. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I you but we talked about it earlier in the pod, bro. Like I you're showed wearing, up in my gear, like bro. Your gear, no. I, I wore my Lakers sweater, bro. I like and I and I'm surprised people didn't tell me anything. I'm sure, like, there was someone thinking it, though. Like, ah, oh, this was wearing Laker gear in their trash right now. At your job? No, nah, uh, Sunday, bro. Oh, I feel you. On Sunday, because I, mean, I wore my day, sweater. Bro, like, it, it's, it's something cliche to say, but it's still early in the season, bro. I'm glad. Yeah. It was a good victory yesterday. Russell I, coming off the bench looked very good. I feel, I feel that yesterday proved that they can actually work together. Exactly. That they can actually work together. It's but just that they needed too. time. I'll tell you this, too. Hmm. The Nuggets are the first team they've played twice already. Yes. So you're correct. able to patch up things that you messed up on on the that, first on one. That, on that yeah. first one. Because the 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 reason, well, one of the things that I observed was the Nuggets were able to defeat the Lakers, like they because of that third quarter. And in the third quarter, the switch that they did was that they clogged up the the paint, so that they were forced to shoot from the outside. Yeah. And when they were forced to shoot from the outside, they couldn't get any threes in. So that, but in this game, it was different because in this game they had threes going in. Yeah, and, and it wasn't, and it wasn't a lot of that. It was really what um the three was going down for them, but yeah. it was the two man game between um LeBron and AD that really got things going, man. Yeah, like, no, I agree with you on that like as well. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's where things really popped. Even off. even Russ though, Russ man. was having Russ good and plays, AD, bro. Russ and and LeBron as well, bro. There was a lot of like passes that Russ was giving LeBron and LeBron was giving him like I, even when they when it was just them on the floor the AD was resting and it was just LeBron and Russ like they they seemed very compatible with each other to be honest. Um I think that they just they they, they needed to figure out how to play with AD because I feel like uh Russ and LeBron were very compatible playing together. I was like, "Whoa." 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it looked really good. And then Austin Reeves looked really good. Lonnie Walker put up some good amount yeah. of points, too. Like, the team looked cool yesterday, man. And I, and I feel like if they can carry that momentum into the next couple games, which I think it's the Pelicans coming up next. Mm-hmm. Um, Could it also be that because of the home corner advantage? I mean, partially. But I, yeah. I, I think it was just they were able to put things together. They played this game, this team already. Um, now they did have home court. Um and they just they really play together. I think the way that you put it, they 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 really just um, yeah they're in put sync all that with other each stuff other. Aside and and we're yeah. able to do. It. I think Russell coming off the bench, he look he's look he's starting to look like himself. So his own self, like he, yeah, he almost you know he almost got a triple double, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he almost did. Yeah, because I know that he was missing a few assists in order to get the triple double. I know that he scored around ten points. He got like eight assists and then eight rebounds. So I believe that was a stat. Correct. But I believe that he needed like a another bucket in order to get the triple double. So yeah, and then they have, yeah. so they have the Pelicans on Wednesday. Zion is back, so I think I'm pretty sure he'll play that game. But um, uh, the the I know yeah, that they Brandon got, Ingram is probably not playing because he think he's on COVID protocol or something like that. Oh, Okay, nah, but the Pelicans look stacked, bro. They look stacked. They have a very young team. Yeah, very young team. Very young team. Very stacked. I right, we'll see how it goes. Definitely, and then after that we have the Jazz, which they're they're a pretty good team right now. The I'm surprised. I'm surprised at the Jazz, bro, because the Jazz got rid of Don, Donovan Mitchell, and I thought they would go down because of that. They're five and two right now. But actually, they've actually and the Knicks are three and three. With they're Donovan they're actually in a very good position despite losing their biggest superstar. Mm-hmm. I, I, that to me is very interesting about the Jazz. Yeah, right now we have the Warriors and the the Warriors are three and four. The Clippers are two and four, and they're playing the Rockets right now. I'm surprised like, the Warriors are also like they've championship they've lost slump. It. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. So all the all the teams that you would be expecting to be like top, only one that you really expect to be there, the Suns, the Trailblazers, and the Suns are five and one. I think the one of the best record is the Bucks right now. Six and zero. They should be six and zero because they won tonight as yep, well. And, and I mean, last week when we were talking about the teams, I, I said the Bucks. Yeah, were you said the, the Bucks were, were the ones. And I, I said the Nuggets just yeah. because I feel like once Murray gets back, because Murray's the type of player that can drop thirty five, drop fifty yeah, on he you. He played yesterday. So he once played the other day, we played them. We played them. They, they I, the first time we played them, they were yeah. shooting horribly from three. Yeah, they were shooting worse than us than from three. Mm. <laughs> So, yeah, that, that's coming up. But, yeah, the games that we have coming up are the Pelicans, the Jazz here in L.A., the Cavaliers here in L.A., then we go to Utah, we'll play the Jazz again, uh, the Clippers, and the Kings. And then we also have the Nets uh, on 13th of this month. So we have a, we have a good... Uh, good matches. Good matches. The Jazz one, the Jazz and the Clippers are obviously going to be very competitive, even the Nets once we go up against Kyrie and, um, and uh, KD. Hey. Yeah, and um, Kyrie getting some heat for I know a movie or something like that. He was he was kind of putting out there. Uh, like that. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, um, and he and he shared it on his Instagram. And uh, his owner came out and was like calling him anti-Semitic and whatnot. And um, there's a few reporters coming after him. Yeah, and I know we're gonna kind of talk about it a little bit more on the next on the next uh, on the current with with Enzo and all that stuff. But um, I like kind of like the way that he kind of combated it. He was just like. This guy, like with the reporter, he was just kind of saying, like, you know, he's a, he's a, the reporter was basically just looking for a, a, a highlight reel. Yeah, a way to, to bait of, him. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, a way to bait him. He was, and and um, that's the one thing that I, um, being in that industry, you can say, in the sports industry and with the media and all that stuff, they're always going to try to do that to you. Well, rumors sell. 
straight up. And, you know, and, and it's already controversy because his owner did that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Well, uh, his owner had to do s- that because you got to protect the brand. Uh, you don't want to injure the brand. I don't want to say his owner, my bad. The owner of the team of the Brooklyn yeah. Nets. You know what I mean? But that's, um, that's the thing is that he got to protect his brand. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like that's something that, in part, you want to, like... This guy tweeted about it. It's like, come on, bro. Address your player if you want to and mm-hmm. whatnot. But, like, doing that whole thing, like... He's yeah. acting like the media mm-hmm. and as and as the owner of, of a sports organization, it's like you should understand how that's detrimental to a team as well. Yeah. You know, it's it to your own team. Like at the end yeah. of the day, nobody made a big deal about what he had tweeted out or what he had put on his Instagram about that Amazon Prime show or whatever until the owner said that. Mm-hmm. The owner of the net said that. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, you know, it's it's something that uh Sucks that happens in sports, you know, when when um, media and all that gets intertwined together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But something that sometimes has to get come put out in the media covers, and you know, is like the stuff that happened with this guy Josh Primo. Yeah, that was bad. Did you hear about this guy? Yeah, um, Byron. Who again? The Spurs <clears throat> player that just got cut this weekend. Yeah, it was a uh, number oh, one yeah. draft pick that got cut. Brother Spurs. Yeah, you got, yeah, yeah, first I remember you guys sent the post, yeah. Yeah. So they're saying that Ramona Shelburne basically said that it was because he was exposing himself to women in the organization. Yeah, he exposed himself to to someone in the organization. And I'm like, bro, you just ruined your whole career, bro. Like, you're young. Like, I get it. You might want some, but like, And bro, he goes unclaimed on waivers because there's a waiver pool whenever you yeah. get on that. And he, he, nobody wanted to get on. Yeah, bro. He just literally, he just he blackballed himself. Like that's literally what he did. Yeah. So Primo was just 19 years old and had consistently been regarded as an integral part of the future plans for the Spurs. Yep. Uh They basically made a decision after Primo exposing himself to to I guess multiple women, not just one. Um, yeah. They say that the the lawyer that uh, accused the 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 Sean Watson is the lawyer that is helping the women. That he wow. exposed himself to that, and what they she said. was a consulting psychologist, Doctor Hillary Cawthon. I think the probably bitching. Damn! Her last name. So he was probably had a session with her, and then he exposed himself. Yeah, she's one of the women that she is, uh, is accusing him. She was like, he was like, I'm having all these mental problems, and he just whipped that out, bro. Wild. But I did hear him claim too that he had like past traumas and all stuff. So I'm not trying to justify it. Yeah. But you know. I just think I just think it sucks because I'm like, bro, you gotta have self control. And it's like, yo, like self control is such a big thing that you need to have because it's like you don't know what the future could have hold if you didn't do that, you know. And then you just blackballed yourself straight up, especially in a time right now, dude. Yeah, like no, but what I think that sucks is that he blackballed himself from the thing that he's been trying to achieve his whole life. Like, his whole life has been basketball, and his whole life is like, okay, I'm trying to get to the NBA. And you you become, you know, a first draft pick, bro. Because he a was fir- a first, a first dra- round draft pick, yeah. Yeah, he was a first round draft pick. And then he gets there, and then he does that. And I'm like, damn, bro. Like, all that effort, all that time, 19 years of you focusing on this, bro, and you ruined it just by whipping out your dick, bro. <laughs> Like that's lack of self control. It just says exposing himself, bro. What if he? What if he like? What if he mooned her? Ah. What if he show? What if he didn't just only moon her, but he, you know, spread him? Yeah, could be. He's like, how's my my gooch look, Doc? Hot burn. 
Possibility. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like lack of self control. No, I'm just saying because yeah. they just say exposure, bro. Yeah, no, no, I, I get you. I, I get the I'm semantics just, that you're I'm just, using, I'm just to and make I feel that like your semantics, your semantics are are correct in saying like, hey, we don't know if you actually exposed his dick or not. In my head, it's just I hear exposed, and I think like you expose your dick, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, bro. Well, man, Josh Lincoln, Alexander Primo, sucks to be you. Mm-hmm. Very. You know what I'm saying? But um, in other news, <laughs> uh, we also have World Cup coming up very soon. Yeah, it's three weeks out. You know, we have we have basically rosters getting finalized as we speak. Yes. Uh, we saw A lot today, of players are, are getting out because of injuries. You know, uh, one thing that I still question is why Chicharito's not on the final squad for Mexico. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this earlier, like why Chicharito's not in there. And it has to do with basically the coach of Mexico. The coach of Mexico has, hasn't been calling him up, you know, for the past years already. And basically, he's been calling up other players. So the chemistry that he's already built with the squad, it's kind of late. You know, it's late to take him, and it's also late to in, in, integrate him because he hasn't been playing with the squad for yeah, a while. I, I think that's and a I big think it mistake. sucks because you need a veteran striker. I think it's a big mistake from yes. Tata. Yeah, I think it's a you need a veteran striker that's there. I mean, you're taking a lot of young young strikers and. They've never been there. Uh, Chicharito's been at the World Cup. You yeah, know. Chicharito just knows how to score, bro. Especially if, he, when, if they give him a, the, especially uh, when yeah. he puts on that jersey, bro. Yeah. He turns, well, it's because it's the national. He it's turns just into different. a different player, bro. It's the national. It's a team. way different thing, bro. Like, I'm gonna have to be honest with you. My favorite time that I seen Chicharito play was um was in that football play. We played for Real Madrid, bro. Yeah, where Man U loaned him. I remember you told me that. That was a dope ass little. little he would go in there and do headers for yeah, Real bro, Madrid. And it's like that's literally what he's known for, bro. Like mm-hmm. and his I headers. Feel like, and I feel like in there's games, bro, where that fool could just come off the bench in the second half, bro, and change the game for you, bro. Yeah, completely. Dog. That's and true. I feel like that's something. And that's due miss. to experience. They're gonna miss that, bro. Watch when they mm-hmm. play Argentina, bro. It's a wrap, bro. I'm gonna say, dog. Uh-huh. But um, we also have Pop Pogba and I think which Conte to us and Golo Conte. Um, both both of those guys will not be playing with France. Well, Golo Conte a few weeks ago, we he had a hamstring injury and it was he hasn't been playing for Chelsea, so that was already ruled out that he wasn't gonna play in the midfield. Yeah. Um. However, this time they don't have Pogba, Paul Pogba, um, who's also been injured. And, but I think France still got it, bro. I mean, if let me just put it to you this way, right? N'Golo Conte plays CDM. And Paul Pogba plays CM. Who plays BDSM. All right? And there's two players that fit perfectly in there at Real Madrid. Camavinga and Tuchinelli. So you have those two players, bro. You bring in Tuchemeni and Kamavinga, bro. Binga. For those two positions, bro, I think France is, is good, Byron? bro. France is, huh? will be fine, bro. Was that Byron? Binga. Binga. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, France has a, lot of, has a lot of young talent, bro. But France has a lot of young talent in, a, in, the, in the sense that they have a lot of, you know, African descent players that are playing for them. Yeah. Yeah, or or you can even say Arabs because uh, Benzema, Karim Benzema is is uh, Middle Eastern mm. descent. Yes, very, yeah. very, very, very. Um, and he plays for France. He's gonna play for France this this World Cup. I think they, there's there's a huge possibility they can win it again, depending on how they line up the squad. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, 
When is the first game officially though? That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, it should be, I think, the 19th or the 20th, and it should be Qatar versus Ecuador, if Ecuador, I'm not mistaken. yes. Sunday yeah. the 20th. Yeah. So, yeah, the right. 20th and the 19th. I remember it was one of those days. Yeah, the 20th, and then the next day we'll have England versus I- Iran, and then... Yeah, the the good games don't come in until, like, I think the third day. <laughs> what I mean by good games, I'm like the huge countries, bro. I mean, you have USA playing the second game. You have England playing the second game. You have Netherlands. You have some pretty decent Yeah, but they're not, they're not, like, playing, like, big countries, though, no, yet. Yeah. I mean, you have USA-Wales. That's a pretty good game. Um, England-Iran, I mean, regard, even though Iran's not a big team, it's just the fact that it's Iran playing, you know. Trust me. Argentina is going to be playing this in the, on the third day, as well as Mexico-Poland, um, France-Australia, I believe. Interesting, interesting. Germany, Japan. That that Spain, might be a good one. Germany, Spain, Japan Croatia, might be a good one. Belgium, Canada, Brazil, Serbia. Belgium, Canada is going to be a good one. There's a lot of good games in those first uh, first four days, first four or five days. But um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I know we also had uh, we also have um, I saw a quote from Xavi saying now that they're out of the Champions League that they basically have to win like they every. descended. He's like, we have to win every title now. We have to and win. he's saying that because of the, like, all right, that's what I said, bro. Like, Barcelona sacrificed so much in order to make this season happy. Ha- happy. Happen. <laughs> and then, the, but they needed to be happy as well. Um, yeah, Barcelona sacrificed so much in their rights, their namings, everything, their TV rights to get this money, to buy the players that they needed. They, they on paper, they have a really solid squad on paper. However, them not getting out of the group stage for the Champions League is very horrible. Very, very bad for them. No doubt. Um, They needed to get out of that to at least justify, in my my opinion, like justify like, oh, we spent this much money. We got out of the group stage. Not getting out of the group stage is is a huge failure. Now you're playing in the same competition you were playing last year. And last year they didn't even make it through the the Euro League, so uh, so let's see how they how they do through the Europa League. Let's see if they're able to actually, you know, go farther in, you know, or actually even win it this year. He said that they have to win all four, right? So all four trophies. Talking about three domestic cups and then and the Euro and then League. the one in uh, European Cup. Yeah, so league. let's I don't know. Bayern Let's see. see if they, they actually change it up. They do something. Uh, what's surprising that I would say is this this weekend, Real Madrid tied and Barcelona won. Yep. So uh, Barcelona right now, they're basically, I believe, uh, it must correct me if I'm wrong. I think Bar- Real Madrid is still in first place, but I think they might be off by one point, I believe, like one point ahead than Barca. If I'm not mistaken, or they might yeah. be tied. Yeah, Real Madrid's at 32 points, Barcelona's at 31. Exactly. All right, so yeah, it's it's a very close race. Barcelona are still in the race, so let's see how they do it. And then also, what might affect them in the long run is the World Cup, because we don't know how many... A lot of their starters are playing in the World Cup. Who's starters? Real Madrid's? No, Barcelona's. Okay. A lot of their starters are playing in the World Cup. For, for example, one... Uh, you said Poland was in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. If Poland's in the World Cup, that means Lewandowski's playing as striker. 
uh, Rafinha, who uh, play, plays for them, Brazilian, Brazil. he might be playing in Brazil. I think he is. Dembele, uh, which is uh, another French. French. That's a French player. He's going to be there. Uh, De Jong for Netherlands. Um, Pedri for Spain. Uh, so a lot of their players are, you know, players that get called up to the international teams. So then that's another thing you have to consider, or like what are the injuries that are going to happen during the World Cup that might hinder uh, their league when they come back? Yeah, I see that. And Barcelona and Real Madrid won't play again until the 19th of March. Okay. That's yeah, it's a while. It's a while from now. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. about almost six months out. A little less than that. That's close to your birthday. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, yeah, man. I know that Manchester Manchester did they win their match this week. Yeah, they won their match this week. They got they won one zero. I was very happy. Um, I I was kind of worried because Vidan got injured. He hasn't been. They haven't said if he's not going to be able to play the World Cup yet. Um, but I know that he does. He did get injured. Uh, they're still evaluating him and seeing if he's going to make the World Cup or not. Uh, so the coach was forced to. Uh, use Maguire, who he hadn't used in a, in a long time, honestly. So I was kind of worried of how the defense would be with him there. Um, but what the coach did, which is interesting to me, because he noticed that Maguire can't run back as fast. So he pushed the defense line a little deeper. He, he told them not to go up as high. So they weren't attacking as high in order to make up for that. But I was seeing, like, they were still able to play their game. They were still able to dominate. Um, West Ham, I mean, they, they, at one point, man, you lost the, the midfield, but also you could see the coach catch that on. He did a sub to put another midfielder in and took control back. So, I mean, I, I, I like what I'm seeing. Uh, and little by little, you're seeing the chemistry come together and the team building up. At least as a fan, like, it's, it's giving me hope. Got it. Because, for example, like the, the to me, one of the two biggest midfielders to have out there is Ericsson and Casimiro. Like them on the field, they, they make it look flawless, bro. They make it look amazing. The fact that we got Ericsson for free, I'm like, how did we land this guy for free, honestly? Because he, he's, been, he's been phenomenal for us. Yeah. Like the goal happens because of him. He, he does a cross in, into the area and Rashford heads it in. Yeah. But it's like that guy's able to do passes that man, like he beautiful passes that Erickson does, man. I really like the way he's been playing for Man U. Um, I like the way Casimiro's playing. A lot of people are, are kind of like critiquing, like, oh, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. But I think it's just that people don't know the role he plays. The role he plays is to sit in front of the center backs and just be defending and catching the ball. And then distributing the ball out, like yeah. But the role that he's playing is so crucial and so essential to the defense in the midfield that he's doing it so well that all all the other players are looking good. Yeah, you know, even though like he's not scoring the goals or he's not like, because I think that a lot of people have that misconception like they want him to go score goals or they want him and he can if they give him the freedom to. Um. But it's just, for me, when I'm seeing, I'm just like, man, he's brought a lot of, like, control um, to the midfield. And he does this this thing where it's like a lot, a lot of 
a lot of people want him to do this, which is run up and down the field. And he doesn't, he did like the way he runs is not like that. He runs this way and he controls it that way. Like he's running left to right, left to right, depending on where he's needed. Yeah. But he's controlling the match like that. Because also, like, if he's running up and down, he might not be able to run back enough. He might not be able to. So he sits back and he's just like this, waiting. All right, where's the ball coming? He sees the ball coming, he goes left. He sees the ball coming down, he goes right. Yeah. But he's not running like up and down crazy like that. But it's Got it's it. nice what he's doing. I like it. I like it. That's great, man. That's yeah. Great. I'm just I'm ready for the World Cup. Yeah. Still got so who are you rooting for? That, that's. I mean, we said Argentina, bro. You going for Argentina? Argentina for the most part, All and right. then anybody on this side of the hemisphere. Yeah, no, I, I, for me. I I've I think I said it last time we talked about bro, it. Ecuador and I, goes like, goes all the way, bro. Then Ecuador's the team, bro. What <laughs> it is, bro. Bro, if it becomes a dark horse, I remember that year in 2014 where Costa Rica became a dark horse. They didn't make it all the way, but they like they made it pretty far because they got out of the group stage and you're like, oh, Ecuador, they, they do it, bro. No, yeah, bro. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they can, bro. For me, like I said, I think I think this year could be Messi's year, man. Hope so. Yeah, uh, Ronaldo. I just don't see it. He's been so off for Man I heard U. there is a they someone. There's like a prediction or something that there's a good chance that they do it though. That they meet at some point. Yeah, no. The up. way that it's set up right now, there's a huge possibility that the final can be Man, uh, man U. The final can be <laughs> can be Ronaldo versus Messi. That's for sure. Like it's a huge possibility, but they would have to try to make it that far. And and for me, that would be like. The ultimate fanboy fantasy For sure You know Cause then you get to see The the two goats That have dominated This sport for the longest Go at and it for the see, World Cup bro. Go at it for the World Cup And be like Alright who and, and I think that would be The ender of all Conversation Of who's better Like Messi and Ronaldo Depending who wins it Like if Messi wins it like Ronaldo fans Can no longer if say it like anywhere bro It's gonna like, be in the oil country Of Qatar bro So We'll see bro Byron yeah. what about you Who you going for uh, yeah, he loves soccer that much, bro, that he can't respond right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's so excited he couldn't even give us a response. <laughs> Byron? What? <laughs> Fucking Byron. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our episode. We appreciate your support. Remember to follow us on Instagram at The Current Pod, where you can share our episodes, review, interact with us, talk to us about what's going on. We appreciate your feedback and everything that you guys do for us and supporting us. Have a wonderful day.